Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 41 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Uh, good to be back. I'm glad my uh, words are shooting into your ears right now and uh, circulating around your brain with, uh, you know what, brooms and mops and little dusters, and I'm cleaning up all the little crevices of that gray matter right now, zooping in and out, zoop, 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 make it uh, nice and clean for you in there so for all the uh, new information that you're going to get from this episode will be easily uh, transported throughout the tubes that's right i'm a doctor and a scientist hey how's your brain going are the tubes clean here's the thing this episode is really good it's a a very funny comedian from uh, new york originally from boston but lives in new york uh writing for uh, last week tonight with John Oliver, and he was the co-creator of the Modern Seinfeld Twitter account, and he's a super funny stand-up comedian and writer for lots of a million other things, too. It's Josh Gondelman. And, uh, yeah, we uh, we met years ago at the San Francisco Sketch Fest, and uh, I really loved watching his set, so I was really glad to have him on. So we're going to get right into that. And uh, you know what? If Honestly, don't do this, but if you do, do, do want to pour... Uh, some sort of cleaning liquid into your ear and shake it around your head so that you do clean your brain. Do it, but don't do it. You know what I mean? Don't do it, but do it. But don't do it, kids. But this is uh, the episode 41 now. We're going to start it off. Here he is, Josh Gondelman. Enjoy. Perfect. Oh, there might be a cat fur on the mics as well. Oh, that's all right. I'm not allergic. <laughs> okay, sorry. I no, no problem. Say. I probably have dog hair on my pants. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. I that just means your pants would chase my microphones around the room. <laughs> <laughs> this would be an unproductive podcast. I, j- I like packed a shirt knowing like I put it in my suitcase being like, I'll wipe off the dog hair when I get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead yeah. of which is so insane. Just like rubbing it around in my other clothes instead of uh, wiping it off. Lazy, like I was so lazy. I didn't even just like shake it off at my own apartment. I like put it in my suitcase. And was like, I'll deal with this in a different country. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I've been doing. I've gone to a couple auditions recently where I don't even want the audition. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're so corny. Yeah. Uh, but while I'm acting, trying to do a good job, anyways, hair like fur is flying <laughs> off my clothes and making beards on the people watching me. You know? What oh, I mean? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so th- we've started already. So that is my guest today talking that you can hear him and he's a very funny man all the way from New York City. It's Josh Gondelman. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, anytime. Thanks for coming on. You're here for the weekend. I am. Doing stand-up shows. I opened for you last night. It was a lot of fun. It was a blast. Yeah, it was so fun to see the new stuff you're working on. I didn't see you <laughs> performing forever. Yeah. This is really nice. He's basically alluding to me beating myself up for a pizza <laughs> bit that's not ready yet, but I tried it. It's getting there. It was and, really fun. And the other the other uh, newer stuff you're doing was so funny and great. And then also, <laughs> uh, Mark forward and i were in the green room and just like the when you said out loud um i did the new bit mark which like i I was just losing because i love like when comedians allude to uh, the other comedians that the audience doesn't even know about yet (laughs) i like breaking the fourth wall some most of the time yeah me too yeah yeah no it's fun and uh we don't know each other that well but we'll just say how we we met like a few years ago at the san francisco uh san francisco sketch fest yeah and we did 
that showcase there at uh, the rooftop showcase at, at the Purple uh, Onion. Purple right? Onion, which Bef- isn't around anymore. Yeah, it's. I think yeah. they redid it, and it's now Doc's Lab. Or I'm okay. like, I think it's the same physical room. But it was neat. That's like yeah. a room. You know, like the Smothers Brothers did an album there or something, and yeah. Zach Galifianakis did that special. Steve Martin used to yeah. play there a lot, right? So it, it felt really cool to get to do that room before it either went away or rebranded. Whatever yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. And was, we both liked each other's sets, and we were like, "Hi, yeah. hi." And you then had that, that was it. You had that great Pink Floyd joke. Yeah, <laughs> that I I loved. I was like quoting that to somebody the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so great. Well, thanks. No well, problem. You know what? Uh, oh yeah, and you had the good like the kids learning about gay marriage. Thank joke. you. That was the I best. appreciate that. Yeah, I, I wanted to say something actually because I know you really like that Pink Floyd joke. But if you're listening and you don't know the joke, it's about how I thought I think Pink Floyd is so boring. Like, yeah. how are they so popular? But I have to admit. The older I'm getting, the more I'm finding time for Pink Floyd. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I don't do that joke as much anymore because it's like, well, some of it's good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> some of it is good. I just love ex- like a strong stance like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for the sure. Extreme stance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we know each other from that. Mm-hmm. And so funny guys like funny guys. Classic tale. Mm-hmm. Um you know, classic tale. Isn't that what Jiggly's about? I think it is. Classic romantic tale. <laughs> the classic romantic tale of funny guys Too loving funny. funny guys. <laughs> funny guy Ben Affleck. Funny guy Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, uh, well-respected roma- rom-com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you're here and that's great. And uh, unfortunately, this will come out after your shows. That's all But right. I think the, the shows last night was already great. It was really nice. And I, I like, see people tweeting about it like crazy. So you're going to be good. I was very flattered that people came out because i don't go out on the road much i just yeah i would like to but it's just like i'm i have uh a daytime job that i love and so it's i when i say i'd like to go on the road i was talking with somebody the other day about like oh you you the grass is always greener on the other side it's just like no i just want all the grass like it's not like (laughs) i'm trying to leave my job yeah yeah i just wish there were like extra secret weeks that nobody else knew about oh yeah that's such a good way of putting it i just want all the grass that's because i I feel like that sincerely. I'm not like, man, I wish I could do this and not that. I'm just like, well, I want all the things that I have. Yeah. And then also other things that I want. Like, I'm yeah. a monster. People are turning this off. <laughs> like, oh, he's a monster. No, it's good. It's good to be ambitious. And your day job that you're alluding to is pretty much the best comedy show on TV right now. Oh, thank you. That's very right? kind of you to say. Yeah. Uh, it's a really... Let's say what it is. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I I write for <laughs> last week tonight with John Oliver. Yeah. Last week I always forget that part. No, I just call it John Oliver. Yeah. I think most people do. <laughs> like when I because I yeah. did the social media for the show last year. Yeah. Um. And I did all the digital writing for them, and so I would search. Like you look at the at replies on Twitter, and it's like you know ten or fifteen in a couple minutes while the show's airing yeah. and then you just type in john oliver and it's like explosively more because it's like yeah. you're watching john on screen and uh you're like oh john oliver just said this you're not like at last week tonight hashtag yeah. uh comedy hashtag topical yeah and at last or last week tonight sounds like the execs being like, we can't just call it John Oliver, right? <laughs> like they just call it John, the John Oliver show with John yeah. Oliver. I feel like big execs are always trying to find a way to jazz up a late night show title now. Like you totally. can't just call it the guy's name. I like, um, like I, the Steve Allen show. Or right, something. right, you know right. I mean? No, totally. Um, that is really interesting that it was the Steve Allen show. Yeah. And then, it, then the tonight show with yeah. whoever I, I like that. One thing that I like that I think is show busy and like 
glamorous is that it's the tonight show starring jimmy fallon i believe oh yeah which is like is it starring now i, I haven't think, noticed i think that's what it is yeah but that's like an exciting word starring yeah i'm i'm always just with <laughs> it's yeah, always yeah. something and i'm more i'm not even with i'm and <laughs> wow whose stipulation was it do you think to make it starring that's i don't weird. know jimmy I d- fallon's <laughs> like come know. on i'm the star of the show <laughs> I can't even imagine – I can't imagine someone like that being a sticking point for anyone specifically. But right. it just is such a um, an exciting word. Yeah. And – Yeah, like, starring to the – star in something. It should say starring the Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Let's just make it even more epic. I like it. I mean I, I think it's nice – we were talking about this before. I think it's nice when like people are willing to take credit and like feel good about their accomplishments. Yeah. Uh, and that's like a uh, a nice thing because I think as comedians we're like supposed to be like you know it's it's fine I did it's okay oh you know what man you're in Canada too it's like extra worse yeah for sure like we're like sorry for making you laugh all the time <laughs> well, I mean even <laughs> Canadian like Canadian people in uh, comics in New York that yeah. I know and like and I think are super funny yeah you like know them for like two years and you're like, Oh, they did an hour special in Canada and yeah. then moved to New York and are totally unassuming. And... No one in America knows uh, that we're awesome. <laughs> right. It's, but it's not only that nobody knows. It's that like they come to America and like Don't aren't talk shouting about it. About it. Yeah. Right. right. Um, Who are you alluding to? Let's uh, get some shout outs. I like – I think Nathan McIntosh is very funny. Oh, yeah. And Nathan's wicked. He's super funny. And uh, yeah. I know like – well, Ophira Eisenberg is like a big deal in America too now. She has like uh, – um, an NPR show, right? Uh, okay. Ask me another, and okay. so she's like legit, but she was like legit in Canada, and uh, yeah. bef- before she came to the states, I, I don't believe. know her. Darn it, she's awesome. She must have left before I. Knew, yeah, she's got been to meet her for a long time, I think. Cool, but she's like super, super great, and both of them really funny, but super humble. Yeah, like Nathan, like we, I knew him. My roommate and I. Yeah, Nathan definitely reached his peak up here before he left. Yeah, and which is what most of it. And, should do, yeah. and then just scoot. I mean, you don't. Yeah. Not that people have to, but it, so uh, he, he, we met him, and we're like, oh, this guy is really funny and cool. My roommate, my old roommate, and I, yeah. and then we like Googled him when we got home. We're like, oh, he's got like TV specials, and like is a big deal. Yeah. Um. Oh, and also another very funny Canadian person who's like doing great in, in the states too is um Sabrina Jalice. Yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah, she just got on a show now, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's, right. she's writing for something. Yeah. Yeah, she's the best. She's cool. Wonderful. Thanks for shouting out some cool Canadians. Yeah, no problem. What other writing gigs have you done before John Oliver? Because you, uh, you were did, telling me earlier. I did a little bit for Billy on the Street. Um, yeah. Like the previous season, not the one that's... The guy that gets right up in your face. Yeah. He's super <laughs> funny. Yeah. And like like very cool and nice. And uh, Nice. Man, I, I just love his vibe because I love that he's... He's not trying to make people look dumb. Like, the joke is, like, how frantic he's being. Right, right. Because it's, like, I, I think it's a bummer when the show's just, like, look at these idiots. <laughs> you know? Yeah, me too. It's He's actually more like a polite Tom Green or something. Yeah. Not yes. as, or not as gross or something. Right. Tom Green was kind of like that, too, right? Yeah. The joke was, like, people reacting to someone being wacky absurd yeah yeah absurd, rather yeah. than like i will ask you a simple question and then when you get flustered yeah writing for john oliver you must be like i mean i already can tell you're a really smart guy from Thank when you. we've chatted anyways 
But man, because like the topics you do, I, I couldn't write for that show. It's a lot of like cramming. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to like present things. Like reading a million articles yeah, a day. Yeah, reading a lot and like watching footage. Our research team is really good. So it's they it helps to get informed yeah and, and like just try to represent the issue in the but uh, that is the stuff that he really loves right yeah. did you write anything with That's the not... edward snowden interview i, I didn't saw that. i barely um yeah i kind of barely you were like no i'm cool no i was like <laughs> i was working on other stuff that week but that was really fun like i didn't yeah. see that interview until it we till the taping and I was oh like, yeah oh this is really fun i can't believe it yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to write for a show like that. I just have all these like news feeds bookmarked on my page, but they'd just be like overwhelmed. Well, when I'm not, I'd I... be like, "Let's do a bit about pizza, John Oliver." <laughs> you know? When I'm when I'm not working, I like slide really hard and then have to like catch back up catch on the up. world. Yeah, because yeah. I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm in the loop about what's happening. But I'm just not Yeah. I'm not like a news junkie as a person. But I like it. Like I feel like it makes me better to read the news more. Yeah, it does. But then I also like I'm weird. I always feel like um the news is like I uh, know it's bad. It's ignorant to say. But it's just it's always bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I don't it's always bad. I thought I don't feel like anything really changes in our lifespan. But I, you know I, I mean? disagree just because of last week when the Supreme Court um struck down all the challenges against same sex yeah. marriage and um what was the other decision? Oh, upheld the Affordable Care Act, uh federal subsidies. The stuff that's happening too with like the race relations is really big and we're all paying attention to that. It's yeah. good. And it's good that things are moving forward. I mean, like I like, think that's all good, but just because we it's like, you know, when you live in a big city like this and you're already like kinda smart and you care about sure. everybody then the news seems almost like backwards and you're like well yeah it should have been like that right. a long time ago totally but i guess yeah we have to promote also it. like all the advances that we're making are just making the united states more like what canada has already been <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's like what of. it is like oh really good cool idea to have uh nationally subsidized health care for everyone <laughs> yeah there's go. a lot of people in the middle america that are hanging on to stuff that uh I, no one knows why no old values but i think it, there was some poll, I believe, I'm completely going to butcher the numbers, so I will not say them, but like when people were, were when they were asked, like, what do you think about Obamacare? They were like, oh, yeah, then I'm not into it. And then they said, but what do you think about the Affordable Care Act? They're like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And like, yeah. That's the same. No, there's just a few buzzwords in politics that yeah. create a knee jerk reaction. And one of them is the name of the president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Ugh. It's like, uh, well, what do you think about, you know, he, he should just rebrand. Yeah. He what do you think about logo. this Obama burger? What do you think about just this burger? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Bison? This is good for you? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, so you're busy and your stand-up's doing well, too, yeah, on think, top of that? I think it's good. I'm getting up a lot in the city. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and you know, touring when uh, I'm out of the office, which is super nice. It's like a nice luxury to get to have a week off and uh, and then get to travel when I'm off. And because I don't think the being on the road 30 weeks a year would like suit me. I just would like yeah. not be it's hard. good at it. And maybe there was a time like a couple, excuse me, a couple years ago where I would have been like in life better suited to it. But I think I'm like a little less, um, I'm less restless than I was then. Sometimes I think being on the road constantly makes you grow as a comic, but mm -hmm. maybe not as a writer. Oh, sure. Because then you're like pandering to just all these broad audiences 
like all the time. Yeah, but you I, can't dive into being yourself where you can in your comfort zone, like in New York mm-hmm. or something. You know I, I mean? like though that it kind of forces you to like figure out what people like. Yeah. Um, especially but, like about you and your yeah, particular style. Yes. Know. And to like kind of hone in on that. But I also, I think like the clubs in New York, there's like a very, um, you get kind of a broader cross section. Like you, if you do the, you know, the independent shows, it's more like New Yorkers, but then if yeah. you're at Broadway comedy club, you're getting people from all over the world. Do you do those clubs? Yeah. I, yeah. I try to do, I try to do wherever will have me unless yeah. like there are some, you know, obviously you it gets to a point where like there are some things you like more than others and some places you prefer to go more than yeah. others so if you have a bad set at broadway mm-hmm. like comedy club yeah do you take it personally or sometimes i do sometimes i don't i mean i think yeah. so if i go in to broadway which i think is a good example of a club that draws a an audience from all over the world yeah and sometimes it's my sometimes my comedy is less um, like I need to extend an olive branch when, right. when I'm in a crowd like that. And that's on me. You know, you take the booking, you go, okay, I'm going to be in here doing 15 minutes right. for a crowd where it's like, these people are from Denmark. These people are from London. These people are from Paris. And so there, I, I hope that I'm at a point where usually it's going to go well and I'll, I know how to do it. I've been doing it a long time, yeah. but when it, when I can't quite find that zone that keeps everybody entertained for the whole time. I will try to take it as a learning experience rather than like a referendum on me being not good. Right. That is the, be- yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. Uh, and that is, yeah, a good way to, yeah, the worst I ever bombed that I can remember was like five years ago. And actually Mark forward mm-hmm. who we were doing the show yeah. with last night, uh, was backstage and basically helped me, get out of my head of blaming the audience sure and then figuring out why i didn't connect with them and what that was you, like super valuable what was it do you remember well i just did it was the same venue at the rivley here in toronto that mm-hmm. i've done all forever but so i did this you know I, I was a bit weirder it was about actually six years ago now okay i was a bit weirder at the time mm-hmm. not as like uh road uh my road legs weren't there sure and, uh, yeah so i did this really bizarre but fun for me set the night before packed crowd yeah totally like awesome killed and i was like oh i'm doing this room on monday i'll do the same thing but it was completely different crowd oh interesting. and it was like silence so i blamed them because the right. crowd on sunday was yep. awesome right right but i just realized like oh these guys don't know me like i have right. to start over again right you know yeah for sure so yeah it's pretty valuable at the time I think I think that's a valuable thing, but I, I do. Th- I mean, like, not to get too inside comedy. I think there's. Yeah. It's like super valuable to go. Here's the stuff that I like the best, and then like, and and then there the questions are like, how can I get in front of audiences that like it, or like how can I f- bring people to me that will like it, or how can I expand what I'm doing that so that other people will get on board too and then i can like ease them into my favorite and then you stuff. just go back to your old jokes and you write you know like a, <laughs> like after every beat right yep. oh why you know what i'm saying <laughs> this guy gets it you know, yeah you know what i'm saying come on uh let's get into your your perfect utopian world sure but before we do is there any cool story or insight into working with uh, John Oliver that we can share just for this podcast, just uh, as a special bonus. Gosh, um, I really like it and it's yeah. really fun and good. I like don't have anything <laughs> super specific. That's, all, that's perfect. 
I I think like it's great. He's great. Yeah. Everyone that works there is like really cool and talented. Right. And it's it's nice to be a part of a thing and work with really great people. Yeah. On a thing that like people know about and enjoy sometimes or like you do so much comedy and you're doing stand up in front of you know sometimes it's 20 people sometimes it's 100 people sometimes it's 400 people yeah and then and then it just kind of evaporates and you're like well that was really fun and exciting um but like the next town i go to nobody knows what happened there so it's nice to kind of have a little thing not not in terms of fame but just that to say oh i'm it's nice to feel like you have kind of a stamp of approval from a thing that's like bigger than just yeah trust well, me i'll so be you funny sh- this is your first time doing solo shows in toronto right yeah so you can show up and go oh yeah trust me uh, yeah i've it, i've been uh it's nice yeah. it feels like a nice like kind of warm blanket of like okay we'll hear this guy out yeah yeah which is like and uh, it's like very exciting and it's not i don't know if that's like a yeah like john oliver vouches for me yeah which i don't know that he you know he's (laughs) not um (laughs) the john oliver brand right corporation it's like being involved with it is very nice and it's um and and it's a testament to john and the whole staff that that is the thing that when i go places people are more enthusiastic to hear me out knowing that i'm involved with it so that's like a very kind of lovely element of it that has benefited me yeah yeah that's good that's what most comedians want it's great yeah uh thanks for sharing that of course um now now you know the the uh premise of the podcast i do your perfect utopian world have you had any thoughts i have had a couple thoughts okay yeah let's just hear those so first a lot of my thoughts are food related good so you're talking to the kid great (laughs) (laughs) it's your boy yeah yeah. food stuffs (laughs) yeah um so (laughs) I would like a pl- so in a on a broad way, right? Like everybody has enough food. That's yeah. so or even let's say the food we have is which there's so much surplus in some places and, and such a paucity in other places yeah. is distributed better. That's like right. kind of the um the benevolent way to talk about food. So However, it's a world plentiful with food. Plentiful with food and people have access to it. I think yeah. access is the big thing. How many people? Ooh, I don't know. I guess I gotta say, we're slightly over the capacity. I'd like to see right now. We yeah, are in yeah. this world. Yep. Right. Let's scale so let's back trim a little it back. bit. Yeah, just a little. I mean, like, what are you thinking? Like eighteen hundreds <laughs> style? I think there should be eighteen hundred people total. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, scale it back a little bit. Like okay, but not everywhere. I mean, yeah, like some places have exactly the right amount of people. I think like <laughs> my hometown. It was a suburb outside of Boston, Massachusetts, yeah. and that was like not super dense. Like there, are tw- it's a pretty big, small town area. Speaking because there's like uh, a reserve there. There's like a reservoir and some like a like a park. I guess was it like a classic quintessential American small town? I mean, it it wasn't super um, old timey, but it was right. like, kind of nice. It was like you knew people. Like the high school was small, and you knew everybody in your class. And, yeah. Uh, I like that. So that feels like the right density of people. Like you're using the space well, yeah. you know, but there's also like space set aside for just not 
people and people aren't on top of each other. But that's just maybe because of how I brought up got was brought up. You know, people maybe who lived on a farm as children would be like, nope, the right amount of people is you have four in your barn and then nobody for miles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like in like I live in New York City now and it is there are just too many people. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, you can't like some of the apartments I've stayed in in New York. When you go in, you close the door, turn all the lights off, get into your bed, and everything's dark. You still don't feel alone. No, you can hear a guy right behind you going like, "Hey, what you doing, pal?" And you yeah. think he's talking to you, but it's just a guy. Yeah, on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like you hear someone else sneeze, and you're like, "I shouldn't." That's like too intimate. <laughs> Like yeah. if someone's yelling, you're like, okay, I guess that's what I get for living. In you an hear apartment. a sneeze, and then you peel back some of the wall, and it's just a piece of paper. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> the guy blowing his nose on the wall, and then you can see through it. It's so gross. Um, I've I've friends who I've I have a friend whose apartment I was just at, and her shower is in her kitchen. God, man, that's like a New York thing. That sounds it feel fictional. Like some of these New York apartments. They're so humiliating. It's yeah. like they're embarrassing you and no one can see you, but you're embarrassed. But, but also, when you're in New York, you're still like, hey, man, at least I have my own apartment with a shower in the, right. in the kitchen. You know, like, yeah, so yeah. There's, there's like that, it just sets your life back. Yeah. So, like years. And I, you know, if you have, if you were working full time into your 30s and like making a decent living, in any other city, I, I know there's like I think there's a statistic that came out recently that nowhere in America, on average, can minimum wage a forty a full time minimum wage job yeah. get you a one bedroom apartment. Like you just couldn't afford it, yeah. which is like horrifying. However, if you are making like a more substantial amount of money in most places, you can have like your own little place or like you know maybe you're outside the city but you're doing okay. And in right. New York, it's like not right. You just can't. There's no so like any little thing feels like a success where you're like, yeah, um, I live in an apartment where like the, the water is potable and you're like, oh, cool. You must be doing really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you're like, um, fancy pants. Yeah. I have here. enough. Cl- I have enough closet space for like my clothes and my girlfriend's clothes. And it's like, whoa, holy smokes. Like, wow. Y- you don't have to like keep your winter clothes in a storage space in Delaware and then go <laughs> retrieve them. <laughs> Isn't that insane? It's really wacky. Can't I, knock the hustle. Yeah. So my, my girlfriend and I just moved into a place a few months ago and yeah. we have a this and this to say this in any other city in the not in the world in North America, let's say, sounds like a like yeah, that's like what middle class people can do. It's a we have a washer dryer in our apartment. Yeah. And in like and this is in Williamsburg. In Williamsburg. Yeah. And so, and it feel like people see it and they're like how how did you do that? Like what what is your life? Like are you a wealthy oil baron? <laughs> it's like it's so silly. Yeah, they're like stop lying to us. Tell yeah. us who you really are. Is it just, or or like okay, that's cardboard, right? Like you're just, that's a fake. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you just they yeah no put your clothes in you just move it around with your hand just like putting dumping <laughs> glasses of water in it oh man that's so sad so someone can live in new york all their lives and then get a like a washer right before they die and they cry and die because they finally got a washing yeah, machine yep just from the <laughs> happiness like i wonder if there's people that live in new york that if they do go to a farm 
and try to relax there. They're like, can you pile some people on top of me, please? Yeah, could we get like a hundred people here <laughs> just living in this one building? <laughs> I just need to hear an argument so I can go to sleep. Yeah. Can you turn these cows into just car horns, please? <laughs> I, yeah. I know people that are like city folk that can't, like relax they don't in find the country. the country relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and, you want small town space, chilled yeah. out people. Yes. Uh you can say hi to the guy. Yeah. And it's cool. Right. I like that. Yeah. Um cuz even Toronto doesn't have that. No. I know it's nice in Canada everything, but it's this is a it's it's, a it's city. getting there, yeah. For sure. It's hard to live here too now. Yeah. yeah. Like the money stuff or just like the Uh yeah, it's culture. hard to have your own uh Big place mm-hmm. with the uh, washer and dryer. Totally. Not the same as New York, though. No, I'm not. Uh, like, yeah. But it's it's still, like, there are certain places. I remember talking to someone in Austin, like, six years ago, and she yeah. was telling me what she paid. It was a tacky conversation. But I was living in Boston at the time. My friend, my old roommate and I were on a road trip. And he, so we were in Texas. And, you know, Austin's pretty cool. And he was like, how much, if you don't mind asking, how much do you pay? And I think she said something like, well, I live in kind of the nice part of town and it's a two bedroom. So, ooh, it's 900 a month. And you're like, what? Like to have a whole two bedroom to yourself. Yeah. And it's like, that's not that that is peanuts. You know what I mean? Like it's certainly. No, but that's really amazing. Right. To live in like a fancy part of town. Yeah. To have that space to yourself. Uh, And it just feels like space is it's such a like insane thing i love this i love talking to a guy that lives in new york and your main thing so far about the utopian world is just please give us some space yeah just like a little bit just like enough that like i just want a second room (laughs) you know yeah yeah like uh which is fine don't you do you have an like an office space no we have a we have a one bedroom so it's a bedroom and a nice living room so there are places to work but there's no like dedicated office space and that and Um, you guys are doing well we're doing well really well i think so um i i like my job i feel like it's a good job yeah my girlfriend has a good job yeah yeah and and so we we live like nicely but until that i had lots of roommates and again i'm like very fortunate i have like a very fortunate life in general and this isn't like complaining like oh i have it so tough but it's just like um it's such an insane endeavor to be like i'm gonna make it yeah, you know? yeah. and like when really what i should do is like go to portland maine and teach elementary school and have like an incredibly comfortable and happy and productive life and you were a teacher i was i taught preschool was that in boston yeah in the suburbs i taught yeah so i lived in the city but then taught outside and uh you were like fuck this i'm bombing every day i gotta get out of here no i really liked it actually (laughs) i just was i just felt like my what i wanted to do creatively i couldn't accomplish by staying in boston like yeah. i just kind of i'd hit the the ceiling of what i was going it's to do it's a good place to start for comedy it was great. right yeah, yeah, yeah really good it, so it, i still you know my family's there so i still go back and really enjoy going back and performing doing the shows there yeah. but it yeah there's just like only so much that you can do there there's only so much there if it's easy for you to move to new york like here we you know we have to get all the work visa and yeah. do all that bureaucratic crap mm-hmm. if it's easy for you to move man yeah for sure it makes it, sense it felt like i kind of convinced myself like this is a thing that i'm willing to try and if it doesn't go well there's no shame in going this is not for me yeah i'm the what it takes or like what it the work it takes or like the whatever's inside you you know like the skills if i don't have those then i will happily move 
back and yeah. live like a very nice life and do comedy part time and like write for myself and then have a different job. So you're um, just like teaching one day and then you're like, this is not me. I'm sorry, kids. And then you climbed out the window and then they just kind of these preschool kids looked around. Like, yeah. And then they raised themselves. <laughs> it was like Lord of the Flies after I left. Then they came to New York and they're like, thank you. Yeah. Like now they're now they're all much more successful than I am. <laughs> one of uh, yeah, they all have their own MTV shows. You're like, I didn't teach them Lord of the Fra- uh, Flies the, to read the book, but I taught them how to just be. Those kids. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I read them the book so they would be like, okay, we need a seashell. Got it. <laughs> we pass it around. That's how we know who's supposed to talk. I think the whole world just needs a seashell right now. Yeah. That's what will <laughs> fix everything. Take turns. Okay. So I like it. There's like uh, a smaller amount of people. The population hasn't e- totally exploded yet. Yeah. There's space. We're walking around. We're nice people. Abundant, We're saying hi to each other. Abundant, accessible food. Accessible food, but, right? But also the science of food is different. That's what I was thinking. Like... Yeah, it's not all preservatives and weird. But it all just tastes good. That's like when I was thinking like what an ideal world would be, it would just be like I could eat – maybe it was influenced by your joke. But it was like I could eat pizza like whenever yeah. and it would just like feel good and it wouldn't – you wouldn't feel weighted down and it wouldn't be bad for your yeah. body. That would be like to me um, – yeah, maybe where I lose the crowd on that joke right now is that they don't feel as bad as I do <laughs> when I eat a whole damn pizza and then pass out. Yeah, it's yeah. um, but they're that's... like, my metabolism's good, dude. Yeah, and they're like, also like, <laughs> I eat like two, maybe three slices. I go for a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that's I would I would like that like in a fantasy. Yeah. Obviously, like my instinct, like every fiber of me is like, Josh, you should talk about how. You want to live in a world where there's not like systemic racism perpetuated right. by uh, centuries old institutions that are designed to oppress people uh, of people of color and people without economic advantage. But I'm like, I want all the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, that's a given. I mean, you right? Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, maybe you're well. Now we know that your world is multicultural, and everyone's eating the same tasty pizza and For having sure. a great time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so that I was really thinking about that. I was like, I because my those are those are like the experiences that I value. Like that's how I socialize. I feel like around food. Yeah, and it's um, it is important these days. It is a huge part. Of, it is a connector of our culture. It's mm-hmm. big. Like most comedians have food bits. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's food TV shows are so popular. Yeah. It's actually kind of crazy. It's wild. It's the one connector. Yeah. Cause it's like, you like this, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I guess you can't just like make a TV show about like America's next top guy who poops, like, <laughs> which also, uh, we all do, but I feel like it's not game showable. Yeah. Yeah. America's uh, next top guy just after the Indian <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. That's not uh, appealing. You'd rather see them prepare and plate the food and then have someone judge them in a What calm, is your all-time favorite food? Sorry. Gosh, off. no, that's I okay. I got excited when I thought Man, of that question. I, I so many things. <laughs> my – gosh. My favorite thing – I love the – so I, it's like specific food from specific places or like my – my family has a really great family recipe for apple pie that oh, that's yeah. like sentimental and delicious mm. and mm. that's real good. <laughs> They're like the burritos at this one place in Boston, Ana's Taqueria. It's like a oh, yeah. local chain and that's my favorite burrito. My mouth is watering. For yeah, real. me too. And I'm like sucking it back like – okay, like, method, like a method man verse. You know Boston Pizza? No. The, is it just – is that a Canadian company? 
It might be. There's a franchise called Boston Pizza. That is not what Boston's known for. I know. Even in Boston. Chicago, right? Chicago, New York. But me and my friends were always like, why Boston? No, what I don't know. This? So an American doesn't know about Boston Pizza. I don't. Okay, you heard it here, here, folks. <laughs> what did I say? Here, 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 folks. And, and then there's this place where yeah. I used to live in Boston. Sorry, called... say the taco place oh, again. Honest Taqueria. Honest Taqueria. A-N-N-A okay, I'm going to go there. Yeah, it's real good. It's that's like my favorite taqueria um, nice. burrito place, and and then like there's a a barbecue Reuben at this place called Soul Fire in <laughs> Alston, which is like part of like a neighborhood of Boston, and that's really good too. So those are like some of my favorite things to eat. But then if I'm cooking for myself, I make like broccoli and fish yeah. tacos, mm. and those are good. Yeah. What kind of tortillas do you use? Corn. I used to use well for like a year and a half. I was dating someone who. It had um, celiac, and yeah. so she couldn't have flour. So we, I mostly did corn. Right. Yeah. What's did your? Do you feel healthier? Protein? I and well, I would still eat gluten like off off the clock. Like yeah, when I was oh, by right, myself, right. I would be like, oh, whatever. Yeah, you'd be uh, like, I'm just going out to uh, take the garbage out. Yeah, and it'd come back like an hour later, <laughs> which is like cake crumbs all over yeah. my face. Oh, I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, my favorite. Were you asking me tortilla? Yeah, corn. But corn. the soft corn. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be soft. Yeah, yeah. Hard tortilla. I grew up, like, when I was younger, all I had were hard tortillas. And I was like, what is this? That you take one bite yeah. and it just shatters. Yeah. Like, they have osteoporosis. <laughs> yeah, isn't horrifying. that weird? Yeah. Why who, did they make us eat these broken uh, dreams of foods? Yeah, who would do that when there's soft tortillas right around the corner? And I think Mexicans are always like, what is this hard shell? Like, yeah, this is a weird I don't, white I don't think thing. it's an, yeah, I don't think it's like an authentic tortilla. It's not, yeah. Yeah, I think some... Okay, guys, if you're listening, just corn soft tortillas, all right? Just take it easy. <laughs> yeah, stop <laughs> stop baking those tortillas till they're all crispy and yes, whatnot. Stop bothering us. Uh, where you get like a bunch of angry letters like, in El Salvador, that is the authentic cuisine and it's religious. And you're like, oh no, sorry. Yeah, if I ever see you there, you're um, toast. What what are your favorite foods? Are you going to start interviewing me about food? I'm really hungry. Uh, Indian. Oh, yeah. Uh, Toronto has one, like... I, you know, you're from New York, so I can't. No, please, probably, I'm not. Like, it's probably not true, but I think Toronto has the best Indian and Caribbean food. Oh, cool! But people who listen to this podcast already know like the oh, okay. exact restaurants. Oh, that's funny. I love okay. to go to, and I bring it up every time. Yeah. Okay. Actually, when you're in town, if you have time, I will take you to a place that does Indian roti. Oh, good. Do you know what roti is? Yeah. 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 So Indian good. roti, it's like mm. that's the best. If you want, cool. But Thank you will you. die after. Perfect. So don't do it before a show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm always my big um struggle before a show is like I have to remember no matter how much I want it, I shouldn't eat pho, like the Vietnamese yeah. noodle soup because I'll just be like, well, now I've, I'm at the comedy club and I have to pee a thousand times. Yeah. Because I just drank a bowl of soup the size <laughs> of my torso. Yeah, it's just salty water with yeah. like the wisp of a uh, an idea of other veggies. Yep. You know, like, oh, it's so delicious though. Was it like one bok choy strand? <laughs> floating there in the, in the and hall. then they give you they give you the sprouts on the side they're like like we know you don't want vegetables but we feel like we should present them to the you. lightest veggie too you're like yeah. i'll uh yeah i'll this gingerly is, sprinkle maybe yeah, some sprouts this is like water wrapped in firmer water <laughs> yeah exactly it's, uh, like, it's like cylindrical iceberg lettuce and you pronounce it the right way pho yeah well, i feel like pho. that's yeah I don't want to say pho. Me either. But I feel like <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things where it 
it's just accurate. I try to be accurate in a way that like, you know, I don't like, I would rather say pho and have people be like, what? And I'll be like, you know, P-H-O. And yeah. that's how it's supposed to be. I, that's how they say it. But I would rather do that than go into a Vietnamese restaurant and be like, give me the pho. And then be like, oh, right. Fine. You know, but I do kind of give me draw, the all American pho. I do. You know, kind like, of, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fo yeah. Donalds or Foger <laughs> King or Fonald Trump, All right. <laughs> but I do feel um, bad. I I won't go as far as like the accent. Like I won't be like, um, could I have like more um, Sotto Verde and right, right. you know with a, yeah, with a yeah. chip because it's like Pasta that's fagioli. not right. That's not my accent, right? You know what I mean. So I try to be authentic with the pronunci- pronunciation just to. Be respectful. Whenever I go to a restaurant, I usually bring the uh, country of origins hat and face <laughs> and facial. So if it's a if it's Italy, I bring a mustache. <laughs> what yeah. kind of hat? Uh, Italy, I guess it's some sort of ratty uh, ratty top hat because I've seen maybe like the bicycle thieves. <laughs> I dress like the star of the bicycle thieves, and I go in with a really sad face. Okay. Oh, what else was I think? Oh, oh my, yeah, yeah. My there's... dog in a perfect world, my dog would be able to talk, but like <laughs> nice. not all the time. Yeah. Like, what kind of dog is it? I have a pug. Pug. She, we, oh, she's nice. new to us, but she's old. Okay. We just got her. She's eight, though. We've only had her for a month. She's very sweet and good. Um, but I've never had a dog before, so I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't know all yeah. the things dogs want. Yeah. And so, like, if she's, like, like, the other day, I was folding laundry. I was, like, packing to come here. And I went into my, I went to the bedroom, and I was folding yeah. laundry. And she came in and was, like, kind of, like, grumbling at me. And I didn't, I was, like, well, you just ate, and we just went out. Is it too hot in here? Do you hate chores? Like, what is <laughs> Do it? Do you hate watching that people yeah. fold laundry? Are you just bored of watching me fold laundry? Yeah. So I didn't know. But I would like that. I would like to know, like, what she needs. I don't need... I'm not, like, one of those people that's like, man, my dog is, like, the perfect companion. And if only we could talk to each other, that would be great. But I just, like, would like her to be happy and comfortable. Yeah. And so if she were, like, you know, when she's kind of barking at what feels like nothing, <laughs> I'd like her to be able to be, like... Uh, I had I had a scary thought. I remembered a thing that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, if the you know, like I hear something in the hall. I think it might be a murder, and then we'll be like, "Busy, it's not a murderer." And then she'll yeah. be like, "Cool." <laughs> but that's I don't need I don't need yeah, her. Busy to be it was like, a mailman. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right, right mailman. I, I don't right. Oh yeah, that guy. I, but <laughs> I don't want her to be like, "Oh, I can't believe you guys are watching uh, old reruns of Thirty Rock again." <laughs> like. It's so yeah, like boring. A, you just say to your dog, "You can talk, but please don't be judgmental." Yeah, of our primetime TV choices. Yeah, or like, or or like, um, I can't believe you're just sitting there. Like, aren't you gonna, like, are you gonna work out or something? Like, you're losing your. So you don't want your dog to be like your parents, basically. My ba- <laughs> yeah, I don't want like. A, like, are you I'm, gonna do something with your day? It's yeah, nice my parents, my my person, my personally, my parents are very nice and oh, okay. not super like that. Mine but, are. Oh, are they ish? Mine, mine are pretty good. <laughs> they lucky duck. They, um, but yeah, I don't want like the other day, the 
She was, I feel like this interview so far, or podcast, is like me trying to get you to go down cynical or negative roads, and you're like, nope. I'm a pretty. It's very nice. I'm a pretty happy person. You're a very happy, positive, thoughtful, kind Thank person. You. I like that's what I've gathered so. so far. That's well. We'll get into the darkness. No, no I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I very, like it. No, I'm just very like, um, very boring i'm like a sweet dweeb my uh the my friend who writes for the new york observer yeah. characterized me in like an a little blurb as a pathological sweetheart which is i think um funny like i think that's well a silly... you did a thing actually now that we can bring it up like yeah you did a thing and i took advantage of it a few years ago to see if you'd really do it you were like hey send me your address and i'll send you a postcard oh yeah 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 and I you totally send me that. one cuz i was yeah. like let's see if i he, did i sent you, like and you did i sent between 3 and 400 postcards and it was nice to get a postcard yeah it is nice yeah and it was nice for me to like have something to do cuz i was that was i was on the road much more and so it was nice to like have something like a sense of purpose even sometimes it's nice to have a thing that you know you have to do even if you're not doing it because you still feel like there's a purpose for yeah. your day like it's if um like let's say i had laundry that i had to fold yeah and uh i Again? could fold it and then no, right joking. yep that's that's most of my life is laundry uh, and yeah. even if i'm not doing that at least i'm like well i could do that and then it would be i would have like a thing to do whereas you know if you have an hour and you don't you're like aimless sometimes procrastination is like a reminder that there's something worth doing yeah yeah even that's a nice positive way of looking at things i don't know I if like i stand it. behind that one oh really <laughs> but i think i do i think it's like good to go i have three emails to send this morning so like yeah. even if i'm not doing them now i feel like i can fulfill the purpose of this morning by doing them at any time yeah rather than Oh god, now I have to like make something of myself. <laughs> right. Like, oh good, I have 3 hours of unstructured time before I have this uh before I'm meeting someone for lunch or before I I have to go to work and then it's like, oh, I better figure out how to use them effectively. I like how you called it unstructured time. Yeah. We're really different that way. What do you say? You. No, I just don't even think about it. Like that's my I think that's one of my problems is uh time in my head is not even in increments it's just a mess <laughs> like i'm very disorganized i'm i i'm really upset with myself these days about how much i scroll through facebook first thing in the morning I, i've been doing I, a little too much of that too nothing happens on it it's nope. nothing that's what i mean like we real big world events and news is important for us to keep in tune with but i think like facebook almost in a way ruins news for you because it seems like it's all this yeah. nonsense yeah the totally time. you know what i mean or like um you know people trying to just push your buttons yeah. it doesn't seem like r real valuable news i've fortunately i don't know what it is but i think like so much of my feed is now like overwhelmed by comics that I, I think that's what's happening to me too yeah and i but i also feel like you don't like i hear people complaining about like oh all the people like from my backwards ass hometown are saying this and i'm like i guess like either the people from my hometown are not that bad or mm -hmm. they're or i've lost touch with the worst ones or i they're just like completely overwhelmed by the other people in my feed yeah just because like as or maybe they're not that bad but then people are using facebook as this uh megaphone to 
announce their self-righteous sure. attitude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. That's like the someone thing will, someone will go. Like, even if you believe in something that the person's saying, their attitude makes you be like, ugh. Yeah, for you know, sure. Who cares yes, now? Yes, certainly. There are, like, there are sometimes people that you hate agreeing with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways. That's, but yeah, that, that stemmed from me being like, time to me is... Are you physically organized? Like, are your... Are you tidy? Uh, sometimes. Okay. There's like, I tidy, but there's little messes in the tidiness. Sure, I understand. Like piles. You yeah, like, like there's a chair piles. with a lot of folded yep, shirts sure. on them. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, that's a good one. I'm not But it's still person. in the chair and not in the drawers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My, my, I would say I organize time very well and space very poorly. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good though oh are you a messy guy i'm i'm like not filthy but i am messy i would say i'm i'm doing a lot better now is that why busy is it busy 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 was yeah. uh, grumbling the other I day i don't think so because i just <laughs> done the laundry too like i did yeah. a load of laundry that was like in a, you know we are i have a laundry bag that's in the closet where the washer dryer is and he just took it right from there put it in took it out was folding so she yeah. wasn't i don't there was no like chaos that would upset a dog yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm not like before I moved in with Maris, yeah. my like I would just like get laundry. I would either send it out or I would do it myself and then it would just like be a heap of clean clothes for like weeks. Yeah, yeah. And then I would just kind of like pick from it. But now I'm like yeah, see, I'm, I can do the next step. I can fold them, nice. put them in the yeah, on the chair. But yeah, in my in my mind it's like when I do have due dates for projects done and emails and all that stuff it is either last minute or in the moment where I go, oh, yeah, and then I I remembered it. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the times when I remember that there's... Like, I just remembered on the way here today yeah. that I need to read, like, do my passport. It's almost expired. Oh, shoot. Yeah, That's a yeah. big one. Like, next week it expires. I'm... And I'm like, oh, yeah, but in the cab coming here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not the best at those things like oh, okay i'll kind of put off that stuff but it's like i i think i generally use my time effectively where i'm like uh, like i'll waste time but i won't i'll try not to beat myself up about wasting a little time here and there but i'll get the stuff done that needs to get done and i'll go yeah. okay i this is my day i can have like a if i'm you know monday and tuesday are my weekend so like i'll meet a friend for lunch at like one and enjoy that as like a weekend activity and then yeah. i'll come home and like get some a little stuff done around the house and then figure out like the new bit that I want to work on for a show tonight and that's like i i can try to do get things done meet the meet with the people i need to meet with hang out with friends and, and be productive and still feel like if i waste an hour just goofing off on twitter that like i can let go of it and not and you're really good on twitter thank you yeah i appreciate that it's what i think a lot of people last night came out from twitter yeah you have a huge presence on twitter it's wild it was like a really neat thing because sometimes some places that doesn't translate yeah where but like i think because it's my first time in toronto and i that you know you're always kind of at the peak of your like at whatever point you are you're as far along as you've gotten so like i'm where i am now which is like in terms of social media is like 50,000 Twitter followers. Yeah. Um, so it's not famous, but it's certainly enough that like in some, do you have the blue check mark? I do have the blue check mark. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I think once you reach the, I've seen people with the blue check mark and they've only have like 2000. Yeah. I did a thing for Twitter. (laughs) Like I spoke at one of their 
events they asked me to and um yeah. and they as like part of it they gave me the blue check mark and i was like nice uh so that's pretty exciting yeah if someone gives it to you yeah it feels better mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think that's you've got it i think that's how they have to assign it to you oh yeah yeah they or you have to like ask so there's some famous it. people with tons of followers that don't have the blue check mark just because they don't know I think, yeah, I think so, but not usually famous people, because usually, like, if you're Leonardo DiCaprio, like, one of your people will reach out and be like, this is really Leo, you should verify it so that no one's a fake and gets Right. Um, but with me, there's not, like, a lot of people impersonating me. Oh, I guess it's true. If it validates you, then, right, it's the, it safeguards against, like, someone who's pretending to be you saying yeah, all this I, terrible stuff. I think that's mostly what it is. It's to be, like... I really, or like in news, people. I get forgot it. about that because I think over the years it did become a vanity thing for it some for sure is. writers yeah. and actors and stuff. And I think for, I think that's what it's intended for to be like. This is the real that person. I forgot They're about representing that. like original the CDC yeah, yeah. or um, New York Magazine or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. And they're not like scamming you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, okay, so let's. We got. Got to wrap it up soon. Oh, sure. But we've talked about a few things. It's really ba- basically sounds like a nice down-home place. Yeah, it seems pretty chill. And you're a very nice, positive person. Well, thank you. Do you, th- do you attribute that to being from the small town in Boston or your family? I think or? it's I think it's family. Yeah. A lot of family. I think my, my parents are really great and they were very like – they're just like good, kind people. Yeah. And like really stress that as oh, – those as values of like – being kind to people and 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 that's really that's nice yeah and they're they model i'm it. gonna do that with my kids yeah i just made that choice do you have kids no i probably maybe someday okay <laughs> nice but then when i do i'll be like just be nice to that person yeah i think that's like a good yeah value and i think like being nice I think one thing that I was... This is a very nice world we're in right now. The one that you're making. I like it. I, I would like a nice world. I would like yeah. a nice world. Like, And I think the alternative that people, I think, would value is a world where people are always truthful. Right. And I don't think that's as good. Oh, I see. So in your world... So there is it is peppered with a few white lies yeah i just think so, so people feel okay i'm a big proponent of telling people what they want to hear and I, that doesn't mean i like lie all the time but like when okay a big example is someone will go you'll meet someone's new significant other boyfriend girlfriend whatever and you'll go, they'll go what do you think and like sometimes they're great and you go man that guy's the best yeah yeah and Sometimes they're like a total piece of garbage. Yeah. But like your friend is like over the moon still. So, so you, you don't you say gotta piece go, of garbage. Yeah. It looks, wow. It looks like you guys are really happy together. That's awesome. And like, wow. And I think you've gotta. Yeah. Cause what good does it go to be like, unless you think they're going to get hurt? Yeah. Or like there's okay, danger. Okay. So say hypothetically, sure. This person is about to get hurt then now I what's think, your maneuver i think you've got to say wow i'm really psyched it seems like things are going really well but it like is this part like let's say uh it seems like this person is clearly being cheated on like yeah hey um this person keeps mentioning this other man or woman uh 
is that like an old friend or something? You know what I mean? Just like do a little more recon before you right. dive in and you're like, you've got to protect yourself. Like, I don't know. Cause everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone's happiness, I think, or ro- specifically with relationships looks different. Where like, I have a, a friends who are in relationships that to me would be, um, incredibly stressful, but to them, it's how they're at ease. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are those relationships where they are fighting all the time. Where you're yeah. like, "Are you nuts?" And they're and, like, "And it's like, no, they we just love each other like out. crazy." Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And not like they thrive on the chaos, but like they just are very vocal about what they like and dislike and want and don't want. Yeah, and, and I think I need more gentle guidance with that. And that's I try to give more gentle guidance too. Um, yeah, in that regard. So yeah, I think in my utopia, it wouldn't be like because um, I think there are to me the way to do something is like the way to give critique on something is like in kind of a soft way that guides you in the right direction. But other people I know are more satisfied with like, that was bad. Like I've, my, my right. roommate Jason is like a really talented and funny writer. Yeah. And he's just like, dude, rip it apart. Like if I read something for him, he'll be like, just tear it down if it's not good. So I know when I'm talking. And to did him. you have trouble doing that? At first I did. And, yeah. but, but then I saw that he meant it. Cause like sometimes people say that and they don't mean it. Yeah, and then it's yeah. the worst where you're like, man, this dialogue is like, who, no one would ever say that. And they're like, what do you mean? And you're yeah. like, okay, fine. You didn't mean what you said. But like with Jay, I could go, dude, this story is so good. Uh, that one joke is like, just doesn't, hit like it the reference doesn't make the point that you're trying to make and um all like and it's not up to par with the rest of the dialogue and he'll go cool i'm gonna punch that up and he's just like very he asks for criticism well and but also he gives that that's the criticism yeah. he gives too so say a buddy like yours jason yeah is in your utopian yeah. world now uh you would prefer him to not be harsh no critic. i get i guess like i'm, <laughs> I'm fine with that but i yeah. think you we would be able to take it well right there's but, just a common understanding with everybody yeah that uh no one means too much harm yeah for sure everybody appreciates each other and i think the baseline for people would be to be like kind rather than like jump to like what watch where you're walking yeah Just yeah like, yeah man we're all walking i do picture a sort of uh yeah just like a nice little small town america world mm-hmm. basically where everyone's like smiling and saying hi and wearing a cardigan yeah <laughs> and and yeah. like but also the things i like about city life mm-hmm. are like a density of opportunity pro- yeah. professional opportunity and things being open late and yeah and like being there being options other than starbucks if you want a nice coffee you know right. like it's nice when there's because it's there's like that kind of bougie like i'm you know i have like like a mom and pop isn't like a mom and pop diner is nice yeah but i feel like sometimes you want like a like a fancy brooklyn coffee shop or something like that yeah and you get le- a little less of that in like a small town which is right. totally fine but like also yeah i want a place to like drink coffee and write and so maybe the world is all as it is you just have to go to different places yeah i just have to leave new york (laughs) (laughs) i could go to literally any other city in the world well Uh, it would be sweet if like small towns did have that kind of like a bit more uh yeah independent businesses that uh were kind of cool and didn't just cater to people driving by trying to get uh yeah like 
you know, people, small towns, usually it's mostly like trucks drive in to yep, pick up their stuff. Totally. To, yeah. So it's hard to hang out there and just yes. hang outside of a coffee shop. That's it. Because there are places like college towns always have that. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and so it's not like, an, uh, I'm, I'm trying not to be like biased towards like, oh, New York's the best. Like, it's good, but whatever. Yeah. But like, I was just talking to someone the other day, but like Iowa City has like great little places like little restaurants and coffee shops because uh, um again i think it's university of iowa yeah is there or like um where else like portland maine or oh yeah portland's a great example it's so good yeah yeah and that's like a great that's like a great spot and because it doesn't have to be like i'm not trying to say like oh everything has to be open till 5 a.m for drinking and dancing but it's like nice when like my, I have comedian needs, so like, yeah. I need a place where I can drink coffee and write, or I want a place where I can drink coffee and write, and a place where I can like get food after the show. Yeah, and yeah. I- most people that come on the podcast so far are never like, I need skyscrapers all around me. No, you know, I, I do kind of like the closeness of cities. I just wish, like, I get like I was walking through Toronto the yesterday, yeah, and it just there were. Everything felt like a bank, and that's not ideal. Or everything yeah. was a bank. I was where all the banks were. Yeah. Um, I should then, say he's staying down by the water yeah. if you're in Toronto and listening to this. And then... You're staying at the Western Harbor Castle. Yeah. yeah. That's true. It's hard yeah. to... I know. No, it is. It's like... But but oh, then... Sorry. sorry yeah. When we went to where the shows were, I was like, oh, this feels like a town. Like, it's there's density, and, like, there's... It's a city. Yeah. But also... It's not like where people come to do business, right? Which is nice. Yeah, yeah. It's Toronto is like uh, you got to find the spots for sure. It. I think that's interesting about Portland actually is how you have the city, but nothing really happens in the city. It's all yeah. across the bridge in that suburban area. Mm-hmm. It's like all the cool stuff is mixed with the neighborhoods. Yeah, and the neighborhoods are really nice. It's great. I um, think Portland would be a lot of people's perfect utopian place. Portland's actually, good. both Portlands are good. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I've never been to the other one, Portland, you, I, Maine. I love Maine was the one I I meant up top. Sorry, I didn't. Oh, I love. Maine. I was thinking of Oregon. Oregon is Sorry. great too. No, Oregon is also great. Oh, okay. Portland, Maine is like one of my favorite cities. Oh, I don't even know. I've yeah, never been there. It's really nice. There used to be a comedy club yeah. that I would work at, and then I would just like go like if I was dating someone, we'd go up for the weekend and just like have the shows, but otherwise like eat seafood and like, oh, see yeah. nature and mm. walk around. Oh yeah, Maine seafood. Mm-hmm. Do those two Portlands fight each other? They, I don't know. They hate each other? I don't know whether they have conflict. I like them both. But I, I have like a New England East Coast bias towards being like, everybody loves Portland, Oregon. But like Portland, Maine is secretly really good. That's cool. Yeah. It's good to have your secret spots. Yeah. It's really <laughs> nice. I And um, I'm trying to think like Asheville, North Carolina is cool. And like it just, you know, it's There's good. There's a lot of the states I haven't been to. Yeah. I, I'd that's love a good to, one. Yeah. Check it I've out. been very little in Canada. And yeah. for very short periods of time. Um, but th- I mean, like, this this feels very, like, being in Toronto feels like a little like Boston, a little like Chicago. Have you been to Chicago? Yeah, but when I was a kid, not mm-hmm. for comedy, yeah. And it feels like that, which I like. It's like, oh, there's things that happen, and then also you can, like, get away from them. Yeah. Without being like, oh, I've just got to go to the mountains and clear my head. You could like, go three miles or six kilometers. Yeah, and- it's not as crazy. Yeah. It's not as, like, when you're in the middle of New York. And then you're like, I got to get out of here. It feels like escape from New York. It like, does. How I do saying, I get out when, of here? When you brought that up, that's exactly what it feels like. It feels yeah. like an undertaking to leave. Yeah. 
like you have to make you have to make plans when i go there to do shows too walk out i always feel like i'm underground half the time Mm -hmm. because one shows here one shows there and you're in the subway yeah yeah so so sometimes like you can spend like half a day underground almost totally yeah Yeah, especially if you have to if their things are far away or if the trains aren't if it's late at night yeah the trains aren't running all of a sudden it's like a beautiful night like the you know the temperatures dropped from the summer and then you go into the subway where it's still incredibly humid and 85 degrees and it's just like oh gross this is yeah. how people live yeah <laughs> one thing i think about new york shows too is like because everyone's racing around doing like three shows a night mm-hmm. or more um it's the most place i've done shows where people show up with like messy hair and wrinkly shirts yeah and almost like soot on their face. sweaty like <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. I'm a comedian. I'm here to perform your comedy. Yeah, just like an orphan, <laughs> like a Dickensian orphan. Chimney sweep. Yeah, I'm always like <clears throat> in a in a very, I think positive way, very yeah. jealous of like specifically the comedy cellar people because I'm not. I don't work there. I've yeah. I've never auditioned. It's, I just feel like I'm not quite there the yet. John Oliver thing should help now, right? It could. I I yeah. just don't. I don't know. I don't that know I'm, if they listen to this podcast or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I'm perfect for the room yet. Like I, I feel oh, like I, I still have work to do. Okay. But I'm jealous of them in a way that, like, man, it feels neat to get to go because they have two rooms now on the same corner, basically. And oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they run the. It's called Village Underground Comedy Cellar presents village underground or village underground at the comedy cellar and so people who can do like who are at a point in their not both their skill and their career where they can go yeah i'm gonna camp out on this block and do like four sets within 50 yards of each other and just not have to be running around and that seems and then you kind of like see the other people that are coming and going you have there's that table in the back where everybody hangs out yeah that seems like a very cozy um experience it's weird so like not um racing around like a basically like a rat in the yeah. in the sewers <laughs> like yeah. you have to earn it yeah i think you mega do. earn it yeah like yeah okay and, that's and i don't that's mean, good though it's I good hope to that have did, that drive yeah. yeah i hope it doesn't sound that doesn't sound complainy and when i say jealous i don't know like, i'm the I one that made it, it sound worse <laughs> you made it you made it sound no, fine don't like worry it. good 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 i because yeah. i don't mean it in a way like oh they should work me and they don't i just mean like when i see that i'm like what a swell thing to aspire to i, I think that's how i took it and i cool. think that's a good way to look at it okay. i actually uh you know we didn't create a giant world but we created a nice world and today and one thing i really like talking to you about is uh some of my cynicism might have disappeared for a bit. <laughs> you are very nice. You got, you're good at putting a positive spin on things. Thank you. I, I like it. Part of it, I mean, it's family and then it's pre- preschool teaching helps. Oh, right. <laughs> to have done so you're that. talking to me like a little child right no, now. No, I think it, <laughs> well, yeah, I, that's it. Chris, it's going to be okay. <laughs> Don't cry. Um, but I, I think my, those are skills you develop for sure in that world yeah. of like thinking, seeing problems and, and figuring out is this urgent and has to be dealt with right now or is this something that you have to say it's going to be okay yeah we're going to be fine and then like scheming on how to take care of it do you ever have like living in new york writing for a big tv show running around doing shows do you ever have bad anxiety or panic yeah but you have a good way of dealing with it i it passes very quickly i'm very fortunate to have because the way you're saying like it's gonna be okay it's not a big deal like 
a lot of people can't get to that point I, sometimes. Mostly They're I'm trapped good at in that. Their, yeah. I, I would say like 90% of the time. And then the other 10% of the time, I like don't have the skills to – like I don't settle into like anger well. Like some people yeah. kind of thrive on it and burn it off. And I, I, when I get mad, I feel like a little kid, like being held back by the head while taking wild swings with their fists. Oh yeah, and, yeah, like a cartoon fist fight. Yeah, yeah. And but it usually burns off pretty quickly. It's usually like a day or two later. Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't That's good. Take you don't much. fixate on things or dwell. I try on not to. Yeah. And I had like a couple weeks ago. I had kind of like a you know I had show I had showcased for some stuff and it. Like the feedback wasn't quite what I'd hoped for stand up stuff. And yeah. then um I was bummed out for like I would say like a solid thirty hours I was thinking about it and like yeah. upset. Completely and, reasonable. Yeah. And then I went out to a show and there were just so many people. It was like right by my apartment. Um and I went to I was on it was like a friend's birthday and I was performing on her show that she had put together and there were just so many people there that I liked and I was like Oh yeah, it's not about like auditioning and booking things. It's about like doing the work and like having this peer group of people that you really enjoy being around and seeing their work. And that's yeah. like what's more important. I'm getting to that stage too. I think I'm a bit older than you, but like I've been working on comedy for 15 years and in Canada and uh it does I've finally gotten to the point where it's like, you know, I'm married now mm-hmm. and my wife and I are best buds. That's great. And uh, we want to make bigger plans with our lives and we do have what we think are the best group of friends that are funny yeah. and also just fun off stage and yeah, it gets to the point where you're like, I don't want my whole life my whole life to be about like lying on the deathbed being like, did they like that idea? Yeah. I can pitch them another idea. Right. <laughs> you know totally. what I mean? Yeah. Like you want to be surrounded by love and friends and, and, and even, think of those good times. Even that's better than I can't believe they didn't like that idea. You yeah. Know what I mean, like it's yeah. Yeah. You want to just like be creative. Pitching and, ideas until you die and yeah. trying to be accepted and by the big business. Right. You know? It's just like nice to work on things you like. And I think that's where I am right now. I have enough things I'm working on that I really like between working at the show, which is like a great job and yeah. very stimulating and fun. Like, and it's a great way to spend the day and like earn a living and then stand up stuff where like I'm out most nights in the city and like have the privilege to get on stage in front of audiences a lot and tour a little bit when I'm off. And it's like really, um, it's, it's very fortunate. And I, I like, normally I do a good job of realizing that and, oh, and I have a book coming out, which is exciting. Oh, cool. And that's, yeah. Right. That's what you're doing press for yesterday or yeah well I'm, i was today with a canadian no. publicist for yes, our yeah. publisher yeah cool. so that was pretty cool yeah so um, what's the book it's Can called we, yeah, yeah yeah totally it's called you blew it i co-wrote it with my friend joe berkowitz who's okay. a super funny writer and, and occasional super funny performer yeah but he and i wrote this book it's basically like a guide to how to make your life worse and <laughs> even like how even when things are good there's like it just living in general is kind of a nightmare. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, it's, it's fun. It's That's like funny. Fun, you blew it. Silly. Yeah. You blew it. And it comes out October 6th. Sweet. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. So Man, it, so much good stuff. It's good. And it's, when I saw you do stand up in San Francisco, I was, the, yeah, I can't even really remember the other people on the show. I feel bad saying that, but no, that's okay. But yeah, your set, I really stuck out cause uh, <clears throat> it was, a super positive vibe. You're saying nice things. Thank you. 
but you're really smart too. Thanks. And I love a comedian that goes up because I kind of can't do it because my brain is like a foggy mess. <laughs> so I talk like a ding dong sometimes. But my heart is smart, anyways. But yeah, <laughs> I think your stuff though always sounds like smart and like insightful too. Like oh, it, it always sounds like thank you. This is a thought that not anyone would have, and, and it's coming across, oh. which is like a great, a great quality. Well, thank you very You're much. Welcome. But yeah, yeah. So I, I, I already knew you were a really smart guy, and I was, Thanks. I was really impressed by that. So, yeah, I'm glad you're doing so well. Thank you. And I think we should wrap it up there. And if there's anything like Cherry you want to put on your utopian world idea, you have Ooh, anything? You know what? Last I, thoughts? Think, I think an unlimited pizza capacity, talking dog, <laughs> no systemic racism and sexism. And now that was funny. <laughs> yeah. That was three things. <laughs> Those three things. I think that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, Sweet. and then a place to have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> right perfect cool thanks yeah. man yeah thanks for coming on uh, my pleasure okay everyone there we go that was episode 41 with josh condelman josh thanks so much again for coming on it was uh fun to hang out and fun doing shows and uh you're a great guy obviously as you can tell if you just listen to this podcast josh is a very positive happy kind man very funny man and if you want to learn more about him follow him on twitter at josh gondelman just his name at josh gondelman and of course we are at utopia to me follow us tweet about us we're getting more twitter followers which always validates uh, my ego a lot more and also follow me at chris lock fun and super maximum validate my ego and pass it around and be like oh my god you got to check out this guy's podcast it's so much fun to enjoy it while we drive up to the cottage in the beautiful summer with the rooftop down and we've got a bag of cold grapes in the back even though it's so sunny out, the grapes aren't getting warm. You know what I mean? They're still cold. So thanks so much for listening to this podcast as you zoom on up to the beautiful lakes of northern wherever the hell you live. In Ontario, it's northern Ontario. Wherever your cottage is around the world, go there with a bag of cold grapes and someone that you care about and just dive into the lake. Thanks again. And uh, you know what? Have a good time out there. Enjoy the world and uh, take it easy. Uh, sit in a tree and uh, hug the tree and... Uh, drink tea all right thanks